The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Making Money Fun with Shanna Tinjum. Like you, Shanna had all kinds of questions about money and finances from a very young age. She learned to not be frightened of financial discussions and became an expert on managing money in the process. Shanna and her guests are here to demystify money, investing, and personal finance. Discussions in this show should not be construed as specific recommendations or investment advice. Always consult with your investment professional before making important investment decisions. Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a registered broker-dealer, member FINRA SIPC. Shanna Tinjum, Investment Advisor Representative, Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Cambridge, guests on this show, and Heritage Financial Strategies are not affiliated. Let's get started. Here's your host, Shanna Tinjum. Welcome back, everyone. This is Shanna Tinjum, host of the Making Money Fun show, and I am super excited for our two guests that are in the studio with me today. As I was walking into the studio, they have our candy bowl out for Halloween, and I picked up one of my favorite little mini candy bars, which is a thousand grand bar, which I thought was appropriate for our conversation (laughs) today, because the average cost of four years at ASU is over a hundred grand. It's about 115,000 for four years at ASU as of this year. And what that means is that most students, seven out of 10 actually, come out of college with almost 30 grand in student loan debt. And in my practice as a financial advisor, I see clients with way more than that in student loan debt. But the two um, uh, folks that I have in my studio today are Wante Daly. Hey, Wante. Hey, Shanna. Thank you so much for being here. Wante is a wonderful life coach and just an all-around awesome person that I met years ago now. Gosh, what would it have been? Six years ago, probably? Sounds about right. Yeah. Um, I was teaching a part-time fitness class kind of for fun, and we ran into each other at a class that I subbed and have been fast friends ever since. She likes to say she saw me, and at that point in my life, I had purple hair. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and she knew I was going to kick her butt, and uh, I've continued to do so over the years with our friendship. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I learned her story because she, at that point in her life, was preparing um, to put her son, Stephen Hill, through college as a single mom, entirely debt-free, which is almost unheard of today. And Stefan is here with us as well. Hey, how you doing? Hi, Shannon. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for being here with us today. And I often tell this story with my clients in my practice, and none of them quite believe that it's possible. And you two are living proof here to uh, today to prove that it is. So where I want to start the conversation is with you, Wante. When we met, you were sort of preparing to go through this journey and really trying to figure out how you could make it work so that your son wouldn't come out burdened with the student loan debt that a lot of us came out of uh, college with. Now, tell me a little bit about your background, Wante. Did you end up with student loan debt as a result of you going to school? Yes. I uh, graduated from Cal State Long Beach, and I did receive Pell Grants at the time. Mm -hmm. 
And probably within the last two years of my education, I actually took out student loans. Okay. I didn't have to. Okay. I wanted to buy a car. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Mistake number one, right? Yes. I, and I bought the car. I couldn't even drive the car. It was a stick shift. Oh, my Lord. So I bought the car, and I learned how to drive it later. <laughs> and then the last year, I just lived on the student loans. I rented an apartment with a friend, and mm-hmm. that's where the money went. Wow. Yes. Wow. I could have graduated without Without student loan debt. But, of course, one of the things that you and I have talked about a lot is that they just don't teach you about that or really the ramifications of what life's going to look like when you get out if you're saddled with, you know, tens of thousands of of dollars in student loan debt. Yes. And one of the things that I really regret is that when I graduated, I didn't pay my student loan debts. I actually Mm. got them deferred Deferred, because they said it was a good idea. And so yeah. the 16000 that I actually graduated with ended up being $22,000. Wow. And so that really hurt a lot because they didn't tell me that the interest would continue accruing. <laughs> right. So I just deferred it as often as I could. I couldn't right. afford to pay it. Right, yes. right. Oh, my gosh. And so then did uh, tell me a little bit about that process then. Did you actually get that paid off or did that get refinanced somehow? How did that work for you? <laughs> <laughs> well, after um, I graduated and realized I was actually accruing interest, mm. I um, started paying on it. Mm-hmm. And I just paid a little bit. And then finally, still years later, it's actually rolled up into my house. Ah, okay. And so when I took out my lovely home equity line of credit... <laughs> For eighty thousand yeah. dollars that I didn't really need, right? Um, yeah, the student loans, student loans up got in rolled up into that. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah no, I, th- I think that that story is more common than we wish it were today. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of different ways to deal with student loan debt, and that's probably as you look back on it now. You, if you had to do it all over again, you definitely wouldn't go that route. Would not have. Yeah, and I, th- I hear that from a lot of folks. It sounds good in theory because then it's all tax deductible and, you know, it's guaranteed by your house and, um, you know, it can definitely feel like a good idea, but in in the long run, probably not so much. And so you were really focused on making sure that your son didn't get, you know, end up in that situation. In the beginning, I actually didn't really think about it. Okay. I was so busy trying to just make a living. Yeah, yeah. And then I didn't really think about him going to college and how to pay for it until I saw he was in, um, he was, he was, might qualify for the AIM scholarship. Wow. Yeah. And then at the, maybe around his uh, junior year, I was laid off. Oh, wow. And so I hadn't really thought about college, but at that time, I knew that I couldn't, there was no way I could do it. Yeah. And so what got me to start believing I could was actually I took Financial Peace University. Yeah, yeah. I know that's a huge part of your story, and I love that because that class gives so many people that just don't think it's possible the hope to believe that it is. Right, and I didn't believe it. Like, yeah. even when Dave said it, and I, mean, I wasn't even taking the class for that reason. <laughs> it was like a totally different reason. Right. And then one series, he talked about student loans and how, you know, kids could graduate debt-free, and I was like, no, I don't really believe it, but... You know, whatever. I'm here for another reason. And so probably around the fifth or sixth session, you know, the more he talked about it, the more I started believing it was possible. Wow. And then I started focusing on that because initially I think I just thought 
he would just take out student loans. Yeah. Like, I really thought that because that's what I did. That's uh-huh. what my mom did. Uh-huh. Everyone I know, that's what we did. Right. And so I just assumed that's what he would do. You kind of thought that's the only thing. It was the only thing we could do because that's what everybody did. Now, um, and I can ask uh, Stefan this, this question as well, but did you think that that was your course, that that was what was going to happen? You were just going to take out student loans? I honestly didn't even really think about okay. it until, like, we took the class. Like, Now, you took, just, you took it with your mom? Yeah, I, okay. I don't remember if I, like, took it when she started or if we she retook it and then took me with her. Okay. But, yeah, I took the class with her, and then, like, and then after we took the class, like, while we were taking the class, I was thinking, well, how are we going to pay for this? And I don't know, like, I don't know how my mom's going to afford it or anything yeah, like that. So. yeah. Well, and, and I think that that's one of the things that, um, you know, most kids that age don't really have a concept of how much money their, you know, mom or dad or whomever is providing for them, how much money they earn, yeah. how much money they've saved, if any. Um, I think that a lot of kids, and I was one of those, that just thought there would mon- money would just magically appear. Pretty much. That's what I thought <laughs> was going to happen. <laughs> the uh, college fairy would wave the wand and poof, you that's could go wherever you wanted. That's how it seem, like you just go and then right? it gets paid for and then... Yeah. You just have to pay it back. They wow. Just, they really don't really emphasize that part. No, they don't. Now, at, at what age did you go through FPU with your mom? 16. Yeah, Okay, 16. it was, wow. And, and it was w- the first session. Okay, and he went willingly? Um, I don't really ask my kids to do things. <laughs> yeah, it kind of just, like, <laughs> okay, fair mom enough. wants you to do this, so yeah, you, then just you just go sh- with her. Smile and, yeah, and nod exactly. and go. I think that could be possibly, Wante, one of the smartest things you've ever done. Yes, I agree. That's and a huge, a huge thing. And honestly, I was thinking that this is the best thing I could give him Yes. Um, for his future. Wow. Because as I started going through it, I didn't know any of this yes. information. When I started college, that's where I got my credit cards from. Wow, me too. My mom didn't yep. have to have a job and every time they sent me one I signed for it and oh I didn't gosh. know yeah and once I learned I was like this is really what I need to give my son wow. is the knowledge so once he moves out he's not like he, me he doesn't repeat those patterns exactly because as you said and you know they don't talk to you when you go in you know and to talk to the um, financial aid right. office right right they don't tell you about student loans and how they work and credit cards right and how those work and it's it's really it does our, our children today kind of a disservice mm-hmm. but it's you know they're trying to sell a product just like the banks are trying to sell a product and everybody else is so you know it's sort of up to us to really educate the kids yes. on really what this means to them if right. they don't you know, pay attention, right? Yeah. Wow. So then you went through Financial Peace University, and did you two have some conversations at that point about what college might look like, or did you just both start thinking individually, uh, you know, how am I going to make this work? Well, at that time, he was doing really well in school. Yeah. And so I noticed that he was in line to wow. receive a scholarship. Right. And I actually became a little nervous even about that because he was also running track. So okay. he loved sports. So okay. then it's like, okay, he really probably wants a sports scholarship. I want him to have the academic because I couldn't pay for college. <laughs> right, so I was right. like really pushing him. Right. You know, and so I just kind of, after I realized that he would receive it, and then I found out about the cost of college, and that's when I actually got scared. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When I graduated from Cal State Long Beach, it was three hundred and twenty-eight dollars a semester. Oh. ASU was four thousand dollars 
a semester. Wow. And that's after they took all the scholarships and all of that fun stuff into account, right? Um, yes, but on top of that actually was the um, room and board they uh-huh. wanted to pay to have the college experience. So. <laughs> well, that's what I want to talk about because yeah. uh, next, because that was a kind of a, a battle with you and the college. Yes. And I know a lot of colleges today require freshmen to live on campus. Yes. And I have a lot of my clients that say to me, well, I want my kids to have the college experience. And I think that's great if they can write a check for it, but a lot of people can't. So tell us a little bit about that. Let's start with you. Um, You know, from mom's perspective, she wanted to save money and get you through college. Did you want to live on campus? Did you, what what was that thought process for you? I wanted to. It was never like a desire of mine. Because I know people, like, some people get out of high school and they're like, I want to go here and I want to be on campus for, like, all four years, or I want to live, like, close by and have, like, an apartment or something. But I was never like that. I was okay. kind of just, like... At that point, after we had taken the class, it wasn't really, like, thinking about, like, oh, I want to stay here. It's, like, I just want to go to a college that I can afford and sure. then save as much money as I can, Got basically. It. Okay, all right. And and th- because that's a requirement, you had to get special permission, Wante, to not incorporate that into your plan and I know that was somewhat stressful for you it was stressful and the other thing that we did was we actually took him to other colleges because he wanted to go to um, I think there was in uh, Nevada yeah there was one in Las Vegas that I wanted to okay and then there were other colleges and so I think I probably paid for about 10 different college applications because I really wanted him to go where he wanted to go like in my heart I I want him to go to school where, where he, he wants, wants to, to go. go. Yep. And so we even drove to uh, Nevada. Um, it was cheaper than flying. <laughs> and then we went to a school in California. Okay. Um, and so looking at all of those schools, still in keeping in mind that the scholarship would be, if he received it, right. it would, he would have to go to um a school in Arizona. Okay, all right. And I wanted him to leave the state because I knew that's what he would want. Sure. And so we finally just had that conversation where he did want to live on campus. He wasn't ever the type of kid where he would, you know, have fits and throw right, tantrums. Right. But I knew he wanted right. to do it. And right. so then when we start narrowing narrowing down the schools, I just thought about the fact it didn't make sense to go into debt to go to any other college when he had a scholarship here so even though he wanted to do it I was like, but it doesn't it make just sense doesn't make because sense. the living on campus part was eleven thousand, and then you have to have the food plan. Right. And then the other colleges, we would have had to have paid out of state tuition. Tuition. Yeah. Oh so gosh. when I started, <laughs> you just started looking at all the dollar signs adding yeah. up and realizing that mom it's couldn't not going to happen. Yeah, it, it wasn't going to happen, right? Yeah, San Diego was my dream school that yeah. I wanted to go to, but I was like, it's with the out of state tuition, oh. and then you have to pay for where you're living, and then like we have family out there, but it still would have been like way more expensive than it needed to be. So okay. I was just like, since I have the scholarship, I might as well just go here. And wow. And, and, and get through it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I, I think that shows a lot of maturity on your part to not throw a fit. <laughs> um, I was one of those kids that threw a fit. <laughs> and speaking from that perspective, and I regret it years and years later, I only lasted a semester at the expensive private college. But um, you know, I, I, I didn't know a lot about my parents' finances, and I didn't know that they couldn't afford it until I really started to learn a lot. And uh, 
after a semester, I came back and, and went to a community college for a few years and then finished up that way. But I look back now and regret how I acted, um, you know, and, and it, it does put a lot of stress on the family because mom wants you to go where you want to go, yeah, yeah. you know, and, and I'm sure she would love for you to have been able to go to San Diego, Definitely. but just the difference in price. It's- Astronomical. Oh my gosh! And you have an engineering degree, correct? Yeah. Okay. ASU has a fabulous engineering program. Yeah, I, I remember hearing like not like at that time, but mm-hmm. like throughout while I was going to school, I just remember because my mom always listens to Dave Ramsey on the yep. radio, and she yep. just blasts it through the house. <laughs> so like I'll be uh, walking around the house and listening to the stories. And I just remember him mentioning like multiple times, like it doesn't matter, it doesn't really matter what school you go to. It's more of the experience you take from it and yes. the knowledge. And like it doesn't make sense to go to a college just because you want to go there, yeah. unless it's like specialized in the thing right. that you want to do. Right. So you might as well just go wherever you can afford, and then just apply that. That and same take, knowledge. Let it take you wherever you need yeah. to. Yeah. No, I love that, and I. I think that that's so important to remember because years later, I don't think I've ever had a single person, a single client or somebody that was looking to hire me as their financial advisor ask me where I went to college. Mm-hmm. Like, it just doesn't come up in conversation. Yeah. And it's, I think the important part is what you learn from the experience of going to school. And in your case, for both you and your mom, you learned a heck of a work ethic. Yeah. Um, and so <laughs> that's what I definitely want to talk about when we come back from the break because you know, I know how difficult it was, but, you know, a lot of people don't think that it's even possible. And you two proved um, to me, and, and, I, and I hope you proved to everybody that's listening today, that it is absolutely possible. It's just not easy. Yeah. <laughs> right, for sure. And the one thing that you mentioned, if we have enough time, mm-hmm. is um, when I did speak to um, ASU yeah. about the living on campus, I was really insulted that I had to get permission, permission. to write a letter to them. I remember that. <laughs> not live on campus. It's ridiculous, isn't it? But yeah, that's oh. kind of weird. I when I read it, I was like, is this like... Is this for real? Yeah, like, is this... I have to get permission to not live at home? Is that how this works? <laughs> That's crazy. And they weren't paying the bills. So, you right. know, I was really yeah. upset. And when she said, well, you know, it's the college experience. You went well, you know, and, and I awesome, said, well, but... Yeah, but we lived down the street from yeah, the college. Exactly. <laughs> so, he will have that experience, yeah. just not physically living on campus right. and racking up, you know, 20 grand in student loan debt a year right. to do so. And I know? told her I couldn't afford it. And she said, well, you know, we have the Parent PLUS loan. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> oh my lord, my mind is blowing up right now. Mom, we want you to take out a student loan so your son can live on campus when right. you live like five miles away. Right, because he'll take out a loan and oh. then I can take out the loan oh. for the balance of what he couldn't afford oh. to take out. <laughs> my mind is my mind is exploding right now. Crazy. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh. Insane. Well, I, I get it. And um, I definitely want to talk a little bit more about some of those sacrifices that you made um, when we come back, because I know there were lots of those in the last wow. four years. And, and I love uh, that you're on the other side of that now, but um, I want you to share that experience with everybody that's listening when we come back. So okay. thank you guys so much again for being thank here. You for having us. And uh, we'll be back shortly. I am Shanna Tingem with the Making Money Fun Show. comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Are you going through a life change like divorce, death of a spouse, or starting a business? 
Are you tired of financial professionals talking at you instead of with you? Are you worried that you may not have enough money to retire or to live the lifestyle you want in retirement? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you need to contact Heritage Financial Strategies today. At Heritage Financial Strategies, we'll get to know your goals and dreams and design a plan together to get to achieve those dreams. Call 480-397-1184 or visit heritagefinancialad.com. My goal is to develop a relationship where you feel like you can ask me any question and know that I'll give you an honest answer. Again, that's 480-397-1184 or heritagefinancialad.com. Shanna Tinjum, Registered Representative, Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer, member FINRA, SIPC. Shannon Tinjum, Investment Advisor Representative, Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Cambridge and Heritage Financial Strategies are not affiliated. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Making Money Fun with your host, Shanna Tinjum. To reach Shanna or her guest today, call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Shanna at heritagefinancialaz.com. Now, back to Making Money Fun. Welcome back to Making Money Fun. My name is Shanna Tinjum, your host, and I am a financial advisor and co-owner of Heritage Financial Strategies in Gilbert, Arizona. And today we have two guests with us that are, are really talking with me all about their experience putting the child through ASU with no debt on the other end. And um, I know the, uh, the story personally, but I also know that it certainly wasn't easy going through that process. There were lots of um, hurdles that you had to, to jump over and the you know the impact of that on the other end is that now you're graduated. Now, is it um, an engineering degree? What's yeah. It? Okay. So what, what do you want to do with, with your engineering degree? Well, at first I wanted to uh, do something like designing cars or parts of cars, but okay. now it's mostly just any designing anything, so okay. like any mechanical-based nice. engineer type. All right. Uh, very cool. So you have that abil- ability right now. You're currently working two part-time jobs, correct? Yeah, I work at um, the hospital, and then I also work at Harkins. Okay, perfect. Which hospital do you work at? Uh, Chandler Regional and Mercy Gilbert. Nice. <laughs> so you work two part-time jobs and are currently looking for full-time employment. Yeah. But Still you don't switching. have any debt at nope. all. No. Nope. And so you really get to wait for the opportunity that you want, the right opportunity. Yeah, it still hasn't hit me really. <laughs> I feel like in five years I'm going to be like, oh my God, I didn't have to do anything. I, I know. I could just wait and choose a job or. Yeah. It's kind of, I, yeah, I'm sure it hasn't hit you yet nope. at all. <laughs> I think it might hit you when you start in the workforce and you get to talking to some of your colleagues yeah. who are stressed because they have yeah. all this debt. Mm-hmm. And they're living, you know, five or six uh, people in a two-bedroom apartment. And I've heard the story, believe me. <laughs> um, not able to buy a house when they want to or any of that stuff. It, it really hits, I think it hits everybody at different times. But, 
So, you know, that's one of the things that I wanted to talk a little bit about before we before we jump forward to today is I want to talk about what it was like during that four-year period of time. Because it was four years, right? You were in school yeah, for four years. Four years. Um, so I also you, took summer classes. Though. Oh, so you didn't take the five- or six-year plan. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, We didn't. started on the five- or six-year plan, but tuition went up oh my. every year. And so I figured, well, we couldn't afford this, and I wasn't working until I was 60 years old. So <laughs> I told him, you need to start going to summer school. We have to get you out faster. Wow. Yeah. And I usually go to my dad's house every summer because yeah. he lives in Virginia. Yeah. I just had to sacrifice going out to seeing him and wow. working over the summer. Yeah. So you worked full time and took classes in the summer. Yeah. That is awesome. I just, that's just, so few kids are willing to do that today. Even adults that are, you know, (laughs) our age one day. So few of them are willing to do that. That this, that this young man is willing to do that is amazing. So tell me um, a, a little bit about your, your, your school years, what those look like. Did you take a full load of classes and work as well? Yeah, every year I took. 12 years because or 12 credits because, I bet it felt like um, 12 years it did feel like 12 years <laughs> and sometimes take, it was more than 12 because I remember asking you why are you yeah, taking so many credits I, uh, oh my so gosh so in order for the scholarship to actually like go into account you mm-hmm. have to take a certain amount of classes right and I just to get out as fast as I could I would take more classes sometimes <gasps> I would take like 15 credits or like 16 oh credits and it just happened to work that way and then I would also take classes over the summer but oh it was gosh. just it was just like a lot of days like at school just studying and doing homework and just I remember cuz me and my mom barely see we would barely see each other we yes. barely see each other now but <laughs> even less then cuz I would be at school from like 6 until like 12 o'clock at night or like 1 o'clock in the morning oh. and then coming back home and then just going to bed and then waking up and then doing, doing it all the over same again. thing over again and did you work both jobs then through through the school years as yeah, well yeah so if I if I had a gotten out of class at a certain time then I would go to work after and then uh, two years into college mm-hmm. my mom suggested that I work at the hospital so because wow. the hours were a little bit longer and I could uh, it, they paid a little bit better than Harkins okay. so it would help to pay for like the books and stuff like yeah. that yeah now let's talk a little bit about books and fees and all that <laughs> stuff so you ended up getting a full tuition scholarship Yes, it did. But that doesn't cover all the extra mm. stuff. Doesn't cover the fees <laughs> and the books and everything else. Yeah, like so that has to come from somewhere. Yeah, exactly. And the other thing is, um, summer school is not paid by tuition. Yeah, so. we have to pay for the classes during yeah. the summer too. One, really? Yeah, one class was about was over a thousand dollars. When I said let's go to summer school, I didn't realize it was going to cost like twenty five hundred dollars <laughs> for two courses. You thought that was all part of the deal? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Of this. course. Oh my gosh. Wow. So then you were going, working nearly full-time, if not full-time, at your two different jobs, going to school full-time, more than full-time, honestly, if you were yeah. taking 16, 17 credits. Yeah. That's hard for, for, for somebody to do when they're not working two different <laughs> jobs. Yeah. So, so you didn't have a, a social life at all, you know, really. Not really. Yeah. I would get, like, maybe a weekend, like, not even a weekend, just, like, a Saturday or maybe a Friday off, like, for a month, oh maybe, my gosh. and that would be it. And then the rest would just be like, "Oh, I gotta study for this test, or I gotta do this homework, or wow. I gotta go to work." But magically, he always had a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't even know how because he never saw him. <laughs> he like, never saw him. I didn't maybe see him. That's how. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's I mean, how. I was at school, so. <laughs> That's awesome. 
Well, I think it takes a special uh, kind of person to put up with somebody that has that sort of schedule as well. Um, so, sure. wow. So then, now that you're not taking classes, um, you're are, and we're in in you know um, this summer fall. Are you um, working full time or what are you doing? Yeah, now? I'm still working okay. both of those jobs, All and right. I, I just work more. Yeah, I, I was going to say, them. I bet you don't like relax. No, no not not as much. I take one day off now, which ah! is nice. A full day off. Yeah, a full day off every <laughs> week is really nice. But yeah, yeah. I can imagine. Did but, you? Usually during that day, I, I'm, like, applying for jobs. Uh-huh. For jobs too. Because so. looking for jobs is a full-time job. Yeah, basically. Yeah, for sure. So, so then, um, did how did you feel when, did, did you feel, you know, any pressure? Or how did you feel when you saw other folks going to school with you that were able to go out and party and have fun and go on vacations? And here you were working and going to school, and that was pretty much all there was. It definitely was kind of frustrating because I would want to do those things too sometimes. Yeah. Even though I'm more of like a homebody, I like staying at home and right. not really doing a lot. I def- there was definitely like sometimes where I'd be like, my friends mm. would ask me if I wanted to go out or do something, and I'd be like, I had this test, I yeah. have to study for or whatever. And then also like those same people that were like because they didn't have to work as much as I yeah. did they were getting better grades oh. <laughs> so it's like I'm working like I'm staying up with them at these odd hours and it's just like I don't have that extra time to studies yeah. and it's my grades are kind of I mean I always kept good grades like yeah. B's and A's but like they were their GPAs were just a lot higher than mine and I was yeah. like if I didn't have to work as so much I would have gotten better grades but in the end it's like you don't really like you said, nobody really asks you for your like what degree you got or what school you went to. <laughs> or your so, GPA. Yeah, exactly. They don't care. <laughs> they don't care as long as you know what you're doing. Exactly. And you can apply the knowledge. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Now, Wante, I know your story during those four years was pretty similar. You yes. worked how many jobs? Three. Oh, my Lord, lady. So tell us a little bit about your day during those four years. It was probably the hardest time in my life I can't even exaggerate because I was laid off and I had just had um, surgery oh my lord and so I really couldn't go looking for a job because I had had a bunionectomy and I couldn't walk oh no (laughs) and so um, my supervisor at the time was kind enough to give me two weeks off um, with pay before the surgery so that I could look for a job ahead of time Um, and so then I had the surgery and the job and the only job that was offered to me as as a coordinator but I had to be at work at 4 o'clock in the morning and so it was really hard because I really wanted to say no because I'm not a a, um, morning Morning person person, (laughs) Um, if I'm hungry and I'm tired then I could have some yeah Yeah. it's I can attest for that. Yes. <laughs> but honestly, the reason why I took that job is because my son needed to go through college. Wow. And I realized that, you know, some of it would be paid by the AIM scholarship, and I felt like, what a waste if yeah. I couldn't get him through, through, that. through that. And so wow. I um, did that, and I also worked uh, part-time as for Weight Watchers. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of like working from home. Right. And so I think I had probably like maybe one or two meetings. And so then I was like, well, you know, I need to pick up a couple of more, you know, more meetings. And so I asked my supervisor at the time, well, you know, if something comes up, let me know. Right. So I was working there. Um, and then I picked up four meetings. So I was working full time at the hospital. And then I had four Weight Watcher meetings. Um, and then I could sub and pick up hours you right. know, at that time. And so then over the last uh, two years, you know, financial situation changed again. 
So I decided I need to pick up another job. So then I was working three jobs, and then I was doing, you know, home-based businesses, as you know. Uh-huh. And I was just like, you know, I just need to hold out. But it, it was really hard because I was getting up at 3 and then working part-time. I wasn't getting home until like 8 o'clock, uh-huh. you know. And so I really haven't gotten enough sleep in well, the last I, five years. I don't know how anybody sleeps as little as you do and works. I don't either. Yeah, right? I don't. Uh, sometimes I don't appreciate it as much as I do. <laughs> well, I know you definitely appreciate it probably more than a lot uh, of students your age do yeah. because you were living with mom so you saw it firsthand. yeah firsthand oh my god and it actually did you know and I you know I can say that I he'd come home and you know when he talks about his one day off I like I remember there were times where I got up at three and went to work and I came home changed clothes went to the next job and he was still on the couch and I would get so mad I'm like you better <laughs> you know, get up and do something because if I'm working all these jobs <laughs> Go clean the kitchen. Go mop the floor. Go do something. <laughs> and I was just like so angry because I'm like, you know, we had to have a couple of conversations yeah. over the summer because I'm, you know, I'm working and I come home and there's like pizza gardens here and this doesn't, you know, he's in front of the video games. I'm like, look, yeah. this is not the way this is going to go down. Exactly. Because <laughs> I, I want to lay down and go to sleep too. Yeah, but I don't get to sleep. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I know that I, I don't. I don't think I have ever met anybody that works as hard as you do and um, I'm certain the apple doesn't fall far from the tree there so I, I, I can commend both of you on that and I know Juante you mentioned just briefly that you are a Weight Watchers leader and before I met you you'd lost a significant amount of weight correct? Yes I lost a total of 70 pounds Wow! and I've kept it off for I think it's been about 10 years now. Oh my lord and, yes. and so I would have to imagine that the perseverance that you learned in losing that weight, it, that skill directly translated into getting through that period of time where you were working like crazy. It's exactly right because yeah. of discipline. So I had to like sacrifice now for the life that I wanted yes. later. And yes. when I took FPU, the, you know, I would hear Dave Ramsey say that just, you know, focus on the end goal yeah. of the life that you really want. I wanted my son to have a better life wow. than I had because right. you know we you know grew up and we actually grew up poor and yeah. he really never experienced any of that. Yep. You know, I had to wear my mm-hmm. sister's clothes, you know, things wow. like that. And then I really didn't realize how much debt I had. And that's when it really got me that I didn't want him to live like that. Because until I took FPU, I thought I was cool. I had yeah. like 10 credit cards. <laughs> took a vacation. I even bought my oldest son a car on oh, my on credit, credit card. card. Oh, you didn't. Like, yes, I did. I did. I don't think I even told this son. <laughs> oh, man. no. I bought a car. Yeah, vacations, credit card, oh, for credit sure. card. And so I was like, you know what? Now that I know and I feel like this weight around my neck, yes. I had to continue to work, not just to get him through college, but I had to get out of debt at the same time. Yeah. Oh, my and gosh. I, I didn't want him to have that. Yeah. I remember your determination during those years of I can do both. I can do both. I can get out of debt and I can put my son through college. And and I I just you, I marveled at you. And, you know, I, I'm sure there were times in the process that you really didn't think you could do one more day. That is. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, it was just last week I had that same thing. <laughs> but, you know, I felt this weight lift when he graduated. Like, I was still working the three jobs yes. when he graduated. 
but I didn't have to anymore. Oh, and so the nice fact feeling. that I didn't have to, I was like, you know, I can just kind of cut back now <laughs> to normal people. I can just work two jobs. What does it feel like to just work one job? That's a break. Like, <laughs> That's like a vacation yeah. for her, wouldn't it be? Yeah. I have been working two and three jobs for 29 oh, years. And I tell you what, when he graduated, I think I cried. <laughs> I don't know what he was, but I was really crying for me, not I for know. him. Because yeah. I was like, oh my God, I can finally stop working so much. Like, <laughs> Sometimes it yeah. seemed like she was more excited than I was. I can imagine. Graduate. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I can totally imagine that. There has to be so many emotions going through you at that point. I remember seeing your Facebook post with the graduation picture oh and his God. diploma. And I tell you what, it brought me to tears because I knew I know what you guys have been through these last four years to get you to the point where you are now, which is such an enviable position for so many people listening. Um, and, you know, it's changing your family tree, which is what Dave it says. Is. It yeah. is. You know, and I, you know, I, I really am blessed to have the, the sons, both of them, yep. you know, that I have because Stefan does have my work ethic. Yes. But he has a little bit more because there's no way I could do what he did. Yeah. Like even from even in high school and junior high, he was running track. He'd get home at eleven or twelve o'clock at night, and then he'd stay up and study. Oh my lord! And then he'd get up and go to school. Wow! He never caused any problems, like wow. like ever. Wow! Ever. And I was just like, I wonder where he got the, sm-. you know, he he had the smarts. I got right. street smarts, right? But he has book smarts, like right. his math. When he was little, I was like, well, I can't help you, son, but I can pay for a tutor. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'll work five jobs and get you a tutor, but I can't help I can't you. Can't help you there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah but he just oh. did what he had to do. Wow. It made it easy, and that's that's one of the reasons why it was so hard n- to not let him go to the yeah. college of his choice. Yeah, I hear you. Because if I could give, like, he deserves every single thing, yep. but I was just like, I can't be his friend. I have to be his mother. Wow. I love that. And, and that's one of the biggest things I see in my practice that goes wrong in this decision-making process is that mom and dad or mom or dad, whoever is making that decision, wants to be their friend. Right. And really, it is doing them a disservice by allowing them to go deeply right. into debt and to go to a college that is more expensive than they can afford. Mm-hmm. But they fear that uh, that they're already losing, quote unquote, their child. Right. Why not give them this one last thing? Right. And um, that's what I want to talk about when we come back from the break a little bit as far as that conversation, how, how you guys had that conversation. And, and Wante, I know you've launched into an exciting new chapter in your life, and that's a, a, a lot as a result of what you've gone through and the fact yes. that now you've got some freedom around yes. the income. <laughs> so, I want, yeah. so I want to talk a little bit more about that when we come back. Thank you guys for sticking with me. My name is Shanna Tinjum with the Making Money Fun Show. the boardroom to you voice america business network are you going through a life change like divorce death of a spouse or starting a business are you tired of financial professionals talking at you instead of with you are you worried that you may not have enough money to retire or to live the lifestyle you want in retirement if you answered yes to any of these questions then you need to contact heritage financial strategies today At Heritage Financial Strategies, we'll get to know your goals and dreams and design a plan together to get to achieve those dreams. 
Call 480-397-1184 or visit heritagefinancialad.com. My goal is to develop a relationship where you feel like you can ask me any question and know that I'll give you an honest answer. Again, that's 480-397-1184 or heritagefinancialad.com. Shanna Tinjum, Registered Representative, Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer, member FINRA, SIPC. Shannon Tinjum, Investment Advisor Representative, Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Cambridge and Heritage Financial Strategies are not affiliated. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Making Money Fun with your host, Shanna Tinjum. To reach Shanna or her guest today, call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Shanna at heritagefinancialaz.com. Now, back to Making Money Fun. Welcome back. My name is Shanna Tinjum, your host for Making Money Fun, and we are certainly making money fun today. I have uh, two great folks in the studio with me, and we're talking all about the possibility for putting your child through college where they come out the other end with no debt. And I know it certainly wasn't easy. We've talked about that in the first couple of segments. But now that we're here, it is such a relief, I'm sure, to not have to worry about when that big, giant student loan payment comes due. So um, I just think that's totally amazing. And, you know, I know you do, even just watching the two of you together, it's really awesome because you two have a relationship that is um, parents, you know, mom first and friends next, which is, um, and it's a close second with the two of you. I can, I can see the respect that you, you both have for each other. But I think that's one of the big mistakes people make is thinking, well, you know, I'm going to get, this is the last chance I, I, I'm going to have to give my child exactly what they want. So mm-hmm. they cave in on a lot of important decisions in this time period of their lives. Mm-hmm. And we were talking in the break about the kind of conversation that you guys were having with respect to, you know, making all of these decisions. And uh, Wante shared something that I want to make sure gets on the air uh, because I thought it was um, awesome. So we talked a little bit about living on campus versus not living on campus. And that that conversation, Wante, was pretty short and sweet, wasn't it? Yes. Um, I knew we really wanted to. And because we rarely saw each other, so it was hard for me to like get my point across because sometimes it's a little bit you know more serious and more impactful if I'm in my kids face basically so I said to him if you and this is a text if you decide to live on campus I'm not going to support you financially at all And I might have even said something like the end of conversation or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Period. The end of discussion. Yeah. Right? And, and what, so, so that conversation was, you know, less than 140 characters. We, we probably could have tweeted that. Pretty much. Yes. <laughs> I love it. And, and I think that's important. It's important in these decisions to, to stay the parent and not to want to, you know, sort of become that. Um, you know, I'm going to wave a magic wand and give you everything you want in this experience. This is too important of a decision to allow an 18-year-old to make. It is, and not only that, it was um, it was hard to make the decision, but what actually gave me the courage is the fact that my student, I graduated 
I think it was like in the 80s because I stopped and started. But then my student loan debt is still rolled up into my mortgage Ugh, today. Yeah. And so when I would want to give in and let him do what he wanted to do because I loved him, I had to remember yes. that I'm not doing the things that I want to do now. Ugh. And it is because of the debt right. that I had. So I was like, if he doesn't appreciate it now, he will appreciate it later because Ugh. that's the kind of kid that he was. Yes. So he might be mad now. <laughs> But I tell you what, when we went to New York this year, oh yeah, you know, tell yeah. us a little bit about that. That was the graduation present, right? That yes. was the graduation. You and even that, even that was just like you have to save up all your money for the, <laughs> the like staying and the and the whenever whatever you want to buy out there. But I'll she bought the plane ticket for me, which oh, was very nice. That but is awesome. Yeah, I had to save up, but yeah, it was really it was really nice. I went we went out there for a few days. Um, just staying in a hotel, mm-hmm. and then uh, we stayed with her friend. And then I have a friend that lives out there that I've oh. known since high school, so I stayed out there with him for a couple days. Nice, and then came out. But it was just, I'd never really like it was something I wanted to do, but yeah. I never had made a budget and like made sure I was getting as much money as I could so I could actually afford to go. Yeah. Because that was never, like, a thing. It was just like, <laughs> oh, we're going on this trip, and then you can, like, save up ma- money to, like, buy stuff maybe. But yeah. that was all I was ever thinking about. Oh I was like, oh, gosh. I want to buy this. So yeah. I had a good thing I saved money for it. But. That is awesome. So then do you have any uh, financial goals that you're saving for now? What else are you saving for? Right now I'm just saving for uh, doing some maintenance on my car so I can, like, stay it stays afloat and yep. then also just if i get a job or when i get a job i can move if i yep. need to and then get a place to stay yeah not have to worry about scraping together money yeah, and begging mom for money and, and having to wait like a year or something or <laughs> and the thing i wanted to say that i love about stefan is he works hard but he plays yeah i love he it he always takes a trip in fact i fa- and i always find out after the fact because i was looking at the schedule recently and he was like off the schedule for five days and i was like well, what are you doing he's like well i'm going on a concert I'm flying here to <laughs> you know so usually like he takes a couple of trips Good you know every him. year and he pays oh my gosh that's yeah. amazing that that's is amazing something I also like before before the trip I would have just been like hey mom can I go here and then like can you help me out but now it's <laughs> like you have to you have a you have two jobs so you need to save up for it <laughs> And before the before the um, finan- financial peace university would have been like I wouldn't have known how to save up for it or wow. like been responsible enough to to make sure I had enough money so I wouldn't be I have family we have family out there but yeah. like I never would have been like had enough money to make sure that I was okay and I wouldn't be stuck out there right so right oh my gosh it was good to have that budgeting that mentality. that skill yeah yeah so now are you looking at budgets for um you know what it might cost to move into your own apartment if you have to move and like have you thought about that stuff at all yeah so I've uh, I don't have anything like concrete but like I know I make enough right now to uh if I get a job out here that I could stay and then I'm also have my thousand dollar emergency fund coming up and then uh, I also I'm probably gonna based on like depends on where I stay because the Mm -hmm. cost of living is different for sure depending on where you go but I'm definitely gonna have um, money each month going towards living somewhere in case I do need to move yeah and in case you need to pick up and leave mom is it gonna be hard to leave mom I mean I'm sure it will be (laughs) because I depend on my mom for a lot of stuff so yeah and I'll definitely miss her but not as much as I'm my relationship with my mom is a lot different than my brother's is. He's more of a 
mama's boy and I'm yeah. more independent. Yeah. I definitely love my mom and I definitely will miss having yeah. her around. You'll miss having her so close. Yeah. Even though you don't, you didn't see each other. Yeah, much. we never really saw each other, but. <laughs> Over that, you know, three or four year span of time, right? Yeah. Well, he wanted to move to New York and that was one of the reasons I wanted to take him for his graduation. Okay. All right. Because when I was looking at the budget and the fact that he loves to travel, right. I wanted him to see the price oh. of what it would cost because he would have to sacrifice to live there. Right. And that was one of the reasons I wanted him to go because oh, he was wow. thinking and I was thinking if he does go which I don't want him to the reason yeah. I didn't want him to go is because he's not a mama's boy and I probably would get a postcard from him once a year <laughs> and then I'm afraid of heights and I hate to fly so I was like well I need him to move a little bit closer but if he has to go yeah, right. but he can budget you know that yeah. end so I don't know what his decision if he's still looking at jobs there but that's why I wanted him to go there yeah you wanted him to experience that yes. in reality before you moved and had to start writing checks to make it happen, right? Yeah, basically. Oh, wow. Live in a corner somewhere. Ah, yeah. $600. Well, yeah, I was going to say, that's pretty much it. In, in New York, it would be like eight guys in a 200-square-foot mm-hmm. apartment. Basically. <laughs> oh! Have you decided to put that on hold for now, or are you just kind of looking wherever yeah. the job takes you? After seeing that, and then after my mom told me one time, like, because I do like to travel and I like to do fun things, mm-hmm. and especially now that I can, I yep. have the time for it. And my mom was like, if you move out there, the cost of living is going to be so expensive, you're not going to be able to travel as much as you want to. So pretty much after she said that, I was like, okay, I'm probably not going to (laughs) go. That was a good plan, Wante. Yes. <laughs> he, he yelled when he found out Chipotle was $3 higher. Yeah. It's like $9, and it's like $6 here, and I was like, what is this? <laughs> this is robbery, yeah. I tell you. <laughs> oh, my gosh, that's hysterical. I love it. He did have to have all his own spending money there. Yeah. I that's think why. that is brilliant. Yeah. Even I his own that. bus fare. Oh, my yep. God. <laughs> and I was, like, in charge of navigation, so I had to make sure that we both got our passes. And oh, my gosh. We could get around. That's awesome. Oh, I love it. I wish I could have been a fly on the wall during hmm. that trip to New York, because I'm sure that taught you a heck of a lot about living in the real world. Yeah. The, the first day when we got off the um, the bus, like, he got me on the wrong bus. Oh, no. And then I had paid for us to get on the <gasps> bus, and by the time I got the money out, it was time to get off, because we were on the bus. I was like, look, you're going to have to pay for your own bus fare <laughs> now. Because I'm not going to be wasting my money on the bus, and you didn't look ahead of time. So it was like oh, so free. It was expensive. I bet it was. Oh my God. I can only imagine. Oh, my gosh. He yeah. came home with money as well. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, I didn't spend everything. Holy Lord. <laughs> that is interesting. Now, you mentioned that, you're, uh, that, that your brother's a, a bit of a mama's boy. Yeah. And what I know about my brother and I is that we are completely different when mm-hmm. it comes to money. Yeah, we're exactly the opposite. Are you? Yeah. Mm. Okay. I mean, especially, like, growing up, like, he was more of the troublemaker, and he would do things my mom like my mom would try to give advice and yeah. then he would just blatantly not do listen to her and do the opposite oh. so that kind of set me up for like going through college and just listening to my mom in general it's yeah. like he kind of did the things that he shouldn't have done and then after seeing that it's like okay well my mom obviously knows what she's talking about <laughs> At least 99% of the time, so I'm going to just listen to her, and then I'll probably end up in a good place. Wow. Well, I would agree with that, and I think a lot of people would do better off listening to Wante. Um, tell us a little bit about your new adventure. 
So I decided to go back to school to become a life coach. Oh my gosh, that's so exciting! It's very I, uh, yeah, yeah, it's a perfect fit for you. Yeah. I'm excited to hear Stefan say that because I actually asked him his opinion. Okay, um, because he's so mature. I always tell him you're like a 45 year old <laughs> man. I know you know we're the same age and. <laughs> He says, you know what, I really think that's going to be good for you. And I was like, why is that? He's like, well, you know, you've been through so much stuff. Yeah. You know, you've like been through everything. Um, And it's funny because I literally would not even think about doing anything for myself before he graduated. Yeah, I remember that. I remember the conversation we had about you going and getting your certification and how it's all sort of now fallen into place now that the stress I think of yeah. that you have to earn X amount of money yes. is is no longer there. Exactly. And and I um decided I actually started school um last year and I think it was like well I, I paid in December mm-hmm. cash. Yep. I started in January. Yeah. And then it was supposed to be for like seven, maybe like six months, I believe. Yep. I went to the Southwest Institute of the Healing Arts. Yeah. And during the process, my mom died. So yeah, I didn't I graduate that. Yeah. at the time. But what's interesting is because I had gotten out of debt while helping Stefan get through college, when I came back, I could continue school even though I didn't have PTO. Because wow. I stayed in California. I was able to stay there with my mom, do home hospice. So I was there for like 15 days. Oh, my gosh. And then I came back, and I was thinking, oh, maybe I won't be able to go to New York, you know, and take yeah, my son. Yeah, I remember son, that. But, you know, yep. He was going to go. I was yeah. going to make sure he went. <laughs> and I was like, are you going to have enough money to go? Maybe I won't go. And I was like, wait a minute. I can afford to go. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, maybe I shouldn't go back to school. Maybe I should just wait. Till. I was like, wait a minute. I can afford to do that, too. I know. Isn't <laughs> and that cool? So it was, you know, it's really cool when you experience that. And so I was... Um, Still had to wait a few months um, because school, the cl- the weekend that I missed wasn't until August. So I actually yeah. just made it up. Yeah. You know, and I'm so excited because, I, you know, I love my kids to death. Yeah. I love them both. Yep. But I tell you what, I feel like it's my time. Oh, girl, I tell you and what. So, <laughs> I 100% agree that it is your time. You have put yes. in your hours for and, sure. And I gave up the uh, one of the jobs last week. And I yep. did tell Stefan. I gave him a notice. Yep. It was like in two months I'm quitting this job. So my two weeks in. So. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, make sure you're okay with all your bills and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You're, you're you're gonna be off the dole. Yeah, I said you know you're gonna have to you know make sure you do your budget because I'm don't have any money for you. It's over with. <laughs> so rent went up. Like his rent went up. Like I'm, when I was done, I was done because it's about me. I'm 50 and I'm ready to live my own life. Yep. So I'm excited wow. about the life coach opportunity and oh. I have an office and doing some things and I'm really excited. Well, tell me a little bit uh, more about how folks that are listening can get in touch with you. So my website is thecouragetoshift.com. Okay. And I called it that because, you know, I really had to change my mindset and my mental in order to go back to school because it was really hard. Yes. I went back at 49. Ugh. You know, I'm still trying to figure out how to answer my iPhone. Stefan hates when I ask him to show me how to do something. Mom, you're supposed to do that's the engineer in it. It's, it's, the, it's the engineer. And then I would tell him, you know, I just can't remember those things because, I, you know, I've worked so many hours and I'm sleep deprived. So he would show me how to do something and I couldn't remember. And then you'd forget, yeah. And literally when I thought about going back to school, I was like, I don't know if I remember how to do like this technology. Maybe I shouldn't go. I was like, well, you know what? I'll figure it out because I figured out every single 
thing else in my life that I wanted to do. Yeah. So I'll figure it out. And you and, know what? I think that's the bottom line for this uh, this whole segment is you knew you wanted to get him through college. Yes. You didn't know exactly how it was going to happen, but you figured it out. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. Well, I am so excited to have had you today. Thank you both so much for coming. Thanks, Thanks for, for having us. us. <laughs> no problem at all. And for those of you that are listening, um, feel free to go and share this with all of your friends that have kids or that are um, th- thinking about helping kids get through college because this is so important. Uh, my name is Shanna Tingem, and I am the host of the Making Money Fun show. We'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in today. Be sure to catch the next episode of Making Money Fun with Shanna Tinjum. Live next Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great weekend and an amazing week. Discussions in this show should not be construed as specific recommendations or investment advice. Always consult with your investment professional before making important investment decisions. Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a registered broker-dealer, member FINRA SIPC. Shanna Tinjum, Investment Advisor Representative, Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Cambridge, guests on this show, and Heritage Financial Strategies are not affiliated.